there's big news on the grassy knoll this week because, because our why? resident co-ghost bailey is going to be in just bailey all caps. <laughs> just bailey just bailey all caps. bailey gore bailey yeah. gore oh yeah uh she's going to her first quinceanera this weekend i'm so excited and I'm so excited for her she's gonna get shit faced she's gonna meet the diaz they're gonna talk some shit we're gonna be sweaty she's we're gonna, gonna be do, so sweaty she's gonna line dance it's gonna be it's gonna be so oh, great it's gonna i don't so know what shoes to wear that's what i've been kind of worried about i think comfy i might go shop what comfy, comfy shoes. shoes but i don't yeah. really have like comfy like heel shoes so I think I might have to go shopping tomorrow. Okay. My mom's gonna be like, "You don't need that." Yeah, 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 fucking yeah. Converse. But it's like you could. I'm not gonna um, Demi Lovato <laughs> dress in Converse. You can, but you have to do the Disney's, the knee thing, like the, the whole night, the knee thing, the Disney's. You don't know the Disney's? <laughs> oh my that? god! Okay, like Disney, but like Dis- Disney's. It was from Camp Rock. Remember, like they would always. I was a high school musical girly. Oh, so was I. But they would do like the singing, and they'd be like, eh, eh, and oh, they would like oh, squeeze oh. their knees together. Like, how do you? That. They're called Disney. Okay, <laughs> I I immediately pictured Joe Jonas yes. with his floppy hair. Yeah, and then and then when you said Converse, I said who said who I can't said? wear my Converse with my dress? Well, now, baby, baby. Well, that's, that's just, just me. me. I loved that song when I was fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like they ate. <laughs> they so ate. I heard that they changed their pronouns back, back. to she/her. Yes, I really. Think so. Okay, yes, cool. I believe so. So, they Demi Lovato. I'm, I'm sure you're listening, of course. Um, Kathy Bates, Demi Lovato. We got a star-studded cast. We, listening honestly, to us. honestly. So, if you're not listening to us, what, what are you doing? Are you doing? Wyd question mark. Wyd. But not the question mark directly after the D. There's a space in between. Oh. It. Yeah. Oh. Wyd. <laughs> <laughs> that's the title. W-Y-D. Space. space. Oh, yeah. And you, put the, you put an underline for the space. Underline, underline space. Question mark? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, welcome, friends. Welcome. We're back to the grassy knoll. It's not on fire anymore. So, not that's fire. exciting. It wasn't last um, week either until halfway through the episode when Destiny decided to call that us. That was so funny. So, was so when I listened funny. to it yesterday, I was like, oh, poor thing. <laughs> poor thing. <laughs> but I love her for, like, checking it on. No, so literally. That's very that kind, very honestly. Shout out, shout out, Diz. Shout out, Destiny. Um, yeah, so she's not on fire anymore. Um, we went and saw the new A24 oh, horror, oh. Talk to Me. That's what the movie's called. <sighs> Holy shit balls. That was insane. It was so, so hereditary vibes. Like, truly, like. If you're a hereditary fan, like you get it. I don't even have to say anything more. Like it's just It was it's like hereditary the sequel pretty much. Yeah, kind of. I felt like it. Tell them tell them what my fucking face looked like for like the rest of the day after Maybe watching it was this like, movie. I was genuinely traumatized. I was fucked up, dude. I'm not I'm gonna be so real with you right now. I was and you guys, I'm so silly. So I had <laughs> gift cards to Regal <laughs> Cinema. <laughs> And my mom gave me shit because she was like, you are supposed to see Oppenheimer with your dad. And I was like, you're right. Okay, so like, I'll just buy the tickets myself. Well, why did I buy tickets to Regal Cinemas in a city like 20 minutes away from us? <laughs> sketchy as fuck. Sketchy as fuck. Bad as fuck. They had Pepsi really- products. <laughs> I was so Pepsi mad. Products. And the seats were not reclinable. Yeah, no. It was literally so 2003. I, I wanted to cry. So scary. It was, it was genuinely back rooms. So first, the ambiance, if you will, yeah. was terrifying. And it was stinky. It was a little stinky. And then this movie just gets out the gate. just That movie running. punched me straight in my nose. I told everybody at work to watch it because I'm like, yeah. honestly, oh, it's, it's, 
it's insane. The trailer gives nothing away. Nothing, 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 nothing. nothing. It That's was, what, when I told my incredible. coworkers, they were incredible. like, the movie with the hand? I'm like, yeah, bro. You think it's the, the movie with the hand, but it's not just the movie with the hand. No, it's, it was, it was gnarly. Apparently, it's the leading actress, like, um, the girl that, mm-hmm. Mia. Yeah. yeah. It was her first lead role yeah i saw that that's insane, they lost like budgeting dude. hiring her because they that's went with insane. her instead of like some like well-known actress that and that fucking she sh- blew she my mind killed that role yeah. dude it was it was incredible it was, it incredible. was made for her that said i do hope they don't make a, a bunch more sequels yeah because i'm like no, no 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 just let good things be and that's i feel like one of the things that i don't know they're they're that i feel like the plot moved along really well to the the point where i feel like those directors because i think that was their directorial debut um i feel like if they made a sequel it wouldn't feel so jaded and like stagnant i feel yes. like it would actually it be... follow that sequel formula. yeah i feel like it would be like a scream 2 sequel like it's gonna Yay. be a good fucking sequel you know yeah yeah so. yeah but yeah go see talk to, go me. See, talk to me let us know what you thought uh there's this weird part with the dog the dog doesn't die but there's a weird part with the dog. I kind of wish the dog died at this point. <laughs> Honestly, like, I looked away. As soon as I saw it approaching, I was like, no, no, I don't want to know. There's also a scene of the kangaroo, so. Um, if you play you me, keep it on the low. Oh my god, you can, you, 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 you <laughs> I love that song. I right. Oh my god. I know, I'm sorry. Because usually I don't know what that's the fuck so you're exciting. saying. <laughs> okay, anyways. Um, yeah, so that's that on that. That's that on that. Uh, we had sushi after. We did nice. have sushi after. It was really great. We went with our friend Marina. Shout, Shout out, out Marina. Shout out Marina. Also, she posted us on her story. I, know, I saw that. Real so shade sweet. dog. I, I, I love, love you to death. So, yeah. Let's right, fucking cool. get into it, beesh. We'll be back after these brief messages. Beep. <laughs> I'm Bailey. I'm Nini. <laughs> and welcome to On a Grassy Knoll. That's so fucking the funny. Hoops? The hoops? I love when I can say hoops in front of someone hoops. and they get they get it. Hoops. The hoops. Perhaps. Perhaps. Mayhaps. Okay, Google Docs. Come on, girlies. Oh no, not Google. Google, I wasn't talking to you. She just lit up. Sorry, I'm deleting that. It should be gone in a moment. Deleting you, what? Your fucking audio file? Oh my god. What you said? That's kind of scary. We're recording right now. Oh. <laughs> Me vaping aggressively, sorry. Always. And trying to find, I forget Always. what fucking picture I was, I was trying to, to show you. It's something relevant, but I fucking forgot. All right, <sighs> you're doing paranormal this week. It is time, once again, my friends. Um, today's secret word is paranormal. Ah! He's a paranormal. R.I.P. Pee Wee Herman. Aww. A real one, real one dog. Why did I think he was like a sexual predator? Who am I confusing him with? Because that story went around like that, but it was like he was in a like peep show adult theater, and he was like, like I don't even know the story. Like yeah, so just, it was it was like the, the it was the nineties or uh-huh. the early two thousands. He was in like Los Angeles, I'm pretty sure, uh-huh. in like some sort of specifically for adults theater, like, right? You know, peep show thing, yeah, kind of like a gallery or, or an arcade or whatever. Uh-huh. And he got fucking arrested for exposing himself. Yeah, but it's like what? that's 
that's what you that's the one place that you're like allowed to do that so yeah. what's like you when mean? you have like those not glory holes but like the little they look like photo booths at sex shops yeah yeah exactly i was like i don't i don't get it so yeah that really interesting it really really fucked up his like career mm. for a, a long time and i'm like that's not sorry fair. Pee-wee. but peewee does have a star on the walk of fame oh, in cool. la so we have to go say hi we cool so are you back. talking about Pee Wee Herman? No, I'm not talking oh, about okay. Pee Wee Herman. Actually, I just had to. I just had to mention. That. Um, today's topic is partly inspired by Talk to Me. Oh, as well as a conversation I was having with some coworkers a couple days ago, and I know Bailey just loves this movie. Oh so, no! Today, my friends, we're talking about The Exorcist Curse. <laughs> Tell them how mad you were when I made that comment about The Exorcist, the remake that they're doing. They, they did a... Uh, or not a remake, they, but like a... It's a, it's, a, it's a sequel that's supposed to be right after the original movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, okay. like, The Exorcist, like, two through three or four... Uh, don't, don't exist? exist okay. It's one of those, like, Halloween situations. Gotcha. Um, But I was, like, genuinely, like, biting my nails during this trailer, and Bailey looks at me, and she's like, that looks so fucking lame. I was like, that was looks like, as bad oh. as the first Exorcist does. I was like... She said, I knew you were going to say something. I knew you were going to say something. Why didn't you give me your mom's, like, voice <laughs> when you're imitating yes. me? You guys are both air signs. That's how you sound to me. <laughs> that's a drag. That's, a, that's not a re. That's a drag. Anyway. Anyways. The Exorcist Curse. I Exorcist have heard curse. of this one. Um, We have to take it back to the beginning, though. Okay. First, you know, you know us. Which would be 1949's okay. purported exorcism of 14-year-old Roland Doe. Hey. A.K.A. Robbie Mannheim, A.K.A. Ronald Edwin Hunkler. Yes. Which we covered in episode two. Yes. Um, I was like, please don't tell me that's what you're covering right no. now. Because... Uh, just letting them know to go back. Okay, slay. Um, so give that one a listen if you haven't. Please. Um, okay. This next bit of info is going to come directly from our friend Wikipedia. 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 Um, for the Exorcist movie. In 1950, a year after Roland Doe's exorcism, okay. a young student named William Peter Blatty began classes at Georgetown University, okay. where he says he first learned about the Roland Doe exorcism that would haunt slash inspire him to pen 1971's horror novel, The Exorcist. Nice. So, brief synopsis. Um, in the novel, a well-known actress named Chris McNeil and her 11-year-old daughter, Reagan, are living in Georgetown, Washington, okay. where Chris is filming a movie. When Reagan mysteriously falls ill and her mental and physical health begin to decline okay. rapidly. Once Chris has exhausted uh, what she thinks are all the options that modern medicine can give her, right. like the best doctors and everything, she takes a chance and she asks a local priest named Father Damien Karras to help Reagan. Okay. Uh, just two years after the release of the novel, director William Friedkin approached William Peter Blatty, a lot of Williams in this story, yeah. um, to propose that he turn the book into a screenplay, which oh. he wanted to take to the big screen. Blatty agreed and made a few changes to the story to allow for the film's time constraints, okay. namely shortening the scene in which Reagan masturbates with a crucifix. <laughs> My favorite. I was watching The Exorcist and made me think Maybe of you. you. <laughs> it was that part. <laughs> And also making Reagan's affliction in the movie more a straightforward case of possession. Okay. Whereas in the book, he would um, kind of like elaborate a symptom of the possession before referencing a real life case that 
either had medical or scientific uh, oh, okay. like basis in right. it to explain away the symptoms. Oh, okay. So in the movie, they kind of went like they issued that, and they yeah, were just yeah, like, yeah. "Yeah, we're going." Straight I mean, for, it's a movie. You yeah, gotta, straight yeah. for the straight for the the money. Right. So, um, when it came time to cast the movie, mm-hmm. William Friedkin went against the studio's wishes, and he cast relatively unknown actors: Ellen Burstyn as Chris McNeil, Jason Miller as Father Damien Karras. Max von Sydow as Father Lancaster Marin, and then unknown actress Linda Blair, who would play the possessed preteen Reagan McNeil. Nice. Uh, so, production on this paranormal party right. started on August 12th, 1972. Okay. Leo season. Leo season. That's not too far from us right now. Can we, like, ascribe zodiac signs to movies? Sure. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. We should, we should we do should some of our favorite series. like horror ones. Yeah, that'd be are. fun. Cool. Okay. Um, and do you most... like that I've been more active on Instagram? I've been like trying to like. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because I know I'm not, but I send you things that I'm like you should post on Instagram. Yeah. Um, like the the kid doing the stinky leg or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that made me. Um, <laughs> and I almost posted it, but I didn't like the way it was cropped like in the thing. Like it looked yeah, ugly. it was weird. Yeah. Uh, okay. So most of the interior shots for the movie were filmed at CECO Studios in New York. And pretty much right off the bat, there was weird shit happening on what would turn into a 200-day shoot. Oh, my God. Is on that aver- long? On average now, movies are, like, filming principal photography, what they call it. Like, stuff that's, like, with the main actors and everything. Mm. That's done usually in, like, three months. Oh. Yeah, so this is... 200 days? 200 days. So it's oh, wow. almost, like, a whole year. So, early into the shoot, a bird flew into the circuit breaker on the set that contained all the houses, the exterior shots of the houses, right. or interiors. And it burned everything in its path, except for Reagan's bedroom. Ooh. Right? Oh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. In another instance, a set was damaged past fixing when the sprinkler system malfunctioned and flooded the whole room. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Then came the injuries to the cast and crew. Oh, no. Namely, Linda Blair and Ellen Burstyn. So, during a scene where Reagan's bed is violently shaking and, like, rocking back and forth... Uh-huh. Linda Blair was strapped into the bed to prevent her from falling off. Uh-huh. So during one of the takes, she wasn't strapped down tight enough. Oh, no. And she suffered a lower spine fracture <gasps> that developed into fucking scoliosis. No. Yeah. Yeah. Mind you, she was like 12 filming this. Oh, that sucks. Her, her like breakthrough role. So doesn't that mean like one of her screams was like a Real. literal scream? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So on a, or in a 2021 Cinema Scholars article... Author Hugh Feinberg shares a quote from Linda about the accident. Quote, I'm laced into this piece of equipment, which is literally manipulated by men. So there's people like pulling her back Mm. and forth. Like it's not just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in this particular take, the lacing came loose. I'm crying, screaming. They think I'm acting up a storm. It fractured my lower spine. (gasps) No, they didn't send me to the doctor. It's the footage that's in the movie. The back injury was far more serious than I ever imagined and really affected my health negatively for a long time. That's so fucked up. I know. That's so sad. As if this wasn't enough. Oh, no. Linda also developed an intense aversion to cold temperatures because the refrigerated set for Reagan's room, this Uh thing was outfitted with like a $50,000 refrigeration (gasps) set. Holy shit. Because they needed to be able to see the actor's breath. Oh, no. In, like, the possession scene. And she must have been in there for so she long. She was wearing literally a nightgown and long underwear for the entirety of those filming days. 
So imagine like 12, 14 hour days in a room that's like 40, 30 degrees. Oh, fuck that. Being thrown around back and forth like a rag Breaking doll. your Pretty, spine. Breaking spines and shit. It gets worse. <laughs> it always gets worse. It always gets worse. Okay. Um, this is from the Huffington Post. Um, this article is titled, Ellen Burstyn recalls physically grueling filming of The Exorcist. Sorry, I'm writing down a title. Oh, I please, like yes. it always gets worse. Yes. <laughs> In another of the movie's scenes, okay. Reagan is under the influence of the demon Pazuzu and violently pushes her mother onto the hardwood floor. During the filming of this scene, no. Actress Ellen Burstyn had a wire-rigged belt attached to her waist, uh-huh. which would be also pulled manually right. by members of the crew. Quote, and I said, Billy, speaking about William Friedkin, the director, he's pulling me too hard. I could get hurt, she recalled in an interview. Friedkin acknowledged that he heard her complaint, but during one of the takes, no. and coincidentally the one that made the final cut, no, she was slammed onto the floor so hard that she fractured her tailbone. <gasps> Causing permanent damage to her spine. And she spent two weeks unable to film. She was on bed rest. And she finished the rest of filming with crutches. Explain my face right now. Uh, literally. Disbelief. Disbelief. What, what makes that that's make so sense? That's so fucked up. Make and for that, that to be sense? in the final cut, bro, mm-hmm. that's fucked up. Yeah. You're like. What are you genuine, making a snuff film? Your like, genuine terror and, and fear and pain yeah, is on like screen. That. That's horrifying. What did I put my hair on? Did I bring it in with us? Damn it. We'll we'll pause in a moment for it. Um, Even worse. Okay. Director William Friedkin never apologized to Ellen Burstyn. And in 2018, he he claimed that she didn't miss filming, wasn't injured, and didn't even make an insurance claim. Oh my fucking God. He's quoted as saying, I would have rather had one take that risk. I would have had one take that risked hurting her a little, not injuring her. So like... What a douchebag. Fucking asshole. For fucking real. Man, like, fuck you. Dog, I don't... Okay, Kubrick. So... <laughs> How dare you. <laughs> Justice for my girl, Shelly Duvall. No, literally. 2023. All right. So the next uh, source I have is a Castle of Frankenstein magazine. Ooh, so an old-timey horror magazine. Love that. From 1974. That talks about the purported curse. So even as soon as like a year it after out, filming, yeah. they were talking about it being cursed. Oh wow! Um, that wasn't all the misfortune that plagued the set of the movie. I feel the rush, addicted to your touch. Oh, I feel the rush, it's so good, it's so good. Anyway, sorry, I just had to. <laughs> we had to have had a to get that poppers out there. Uh, Troy Savon, Troy Savon intermission. Savon slash poppers intermission. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, um, Max von Sydow, who plays Father Marin in mm-hmm. the film, uh, arrived on set for his first day of filming, only to learn that his brother had died in Sweden. Oh no! So filming was delayed by another week because he had to go, obviously, back to Sweden right. to like be with his family. Uh, Linda Blair lost her grandfather during the first week of filming. Oh shit! As well. Then. One of the most shocking effects of the curse uh-huh. was felt when act- the actor who played Burke Dennings, okay. Irish-born Jack McGowan, died only a week after filming the scene in which he's thrown out of a window by a possessed Reagan. Are you serious? Yeah. He didn't die from injuries, right? No. Oh, okay. But, like, he died a week after filming that That's scene. That's insane. Spooky, right? And I forgot to write her name down, but the actress that plays um, Father Karras's mother, uh-huh. she also passed away, like... <gasps> A week after filming her her scenes, 
but I'm like, that one makes a little bit more sense. I'm sorry, every time I think about The Exorcist, I think about scary movies, and I know, Your mother sucks cocks in hell. And, <laughs> He's and like, I know hey, that, mom. <laughs> I know that's the correlation always, so I, I try to I try to be understanding because I love you. <laughs> I'm sorry, that movie is so fucking funny. Your mother darn socks in hell. Oh man. Okay. okay. Um Could we make that our title? Your mother sucks cocks in hell. Yeah, of course. <laughs> It'll definitely be monetized. It'll definitely be monetized. Yeah, like okay. we're doing so well right now. But I know, anyway. right? So apparently a carpenter working on the film sets also lost a thumb. Oh. And another man lost a toe. Uh, somehow. In like working somehow. Somehow. I, it didn't Curiously. Uh, yeah, curiously. <laughs> uh, Jason Miller, who plays Father Karras, almost lost his five-year-old son, Jason Patrick, to a freak accident when he was struck by a motorcycle while he was on the beach. What the fuck? A motorcycle on the beach? Yeah. Five years old. Hit by a motorcycle. Fuck that's up. weird. Why does this curse affect like the people in your family? Okay, right. I feel like that's the difference between like the omen curse because yeah. that one directly, directly affected affects the you. actors. Yeah. But yeah, this one's different. Um, so I gotta say, the most chilling detail okay. can be found in the scene where Reagan is undergoing an angiography. Is what okay. it's called. Um, it's a type of X-ray that's used to check blood vessels, and it's that scene where she's like, um, I don't know if you, if you remember it, but she's like, they're in a hospital. She has like um, her neck exposed, and they literally stick like a needle in there. Uh-huh. And it's pro- arguably one of the most disturbing scenes in the movie really? because it looks so realistic. Like they like poke the needle into like her artery or whatever, <gasps> and like blood just starts spurting ah! for like a couple seconds, and oh then they just cap it like really calmly and like start looking at it. Okay, it's so fucking scary don't tell me that's real no i don't think that part was oh real. okay thank god but during the scene uh-huh. there is a doctor performing a procedure uh-huh. and there's also a radiologist working with reagan yeah <laughs> during this scene this man in this scene mm-hmm. during the scene is paul bateson who was a convicted murderer mm-hmm. in 1979 so just a couple years after the movie's release right he was convicted of the murder of Variety reporter Addison Verrill. Ooh. Even more shocking? Uh-huh. Bateson is believed to be the force behind the New York City bag murders. I was going to say, isn't he, like, thought to be a serial killer? Oh, my God. The bag murders took place between 1975 uh-huh. and 1977 and involved the murders of six men in the span of two years in New York City who once murdered... Uh, they were dismembered and mm. placed into trash bags and thrown into the Hudson River. Oh, shit. But why would he then, like, randomly murder... Was Addison a woman or a man? Or... Man. Oh. Oh, okay. And I just assumed Addison Ray. Yeah, no, same. <laughs> uh, and one of the things that's interesting about it is that it was believed to be specifically gay men oh, that were being targeted because some of their belongings were found in the bags uh-huh. that their remains were in as well. And they like were um, And they were, um, according to some like sources, um, police found that there was some like custom made like leatherware and stuff oh, that came from a specific shop in New York City, like in a very like gay right. neighborhood of New York City. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, he's wow. never been officially tied to those murders. But I'm pretty wow. sure there's okay, a documentary. Smiley face ass serial killer. Ass. I want to say there's a documentary about this on Netflix, but I could be wrong because there was, I think, another serial killer that was specifically targeting gay men in New York in the 70s as well. Isn't that the smiley face killer? 
I I want to say that's what yeah, the documentary is about yeah. on, on HBO. That's what I'm thinking. Like it was all gay men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think. Let me let's make sure yeah. that we. Uh, well, also that's all I got. That's okay. The Exorcist first, babes. Um, William Friedkin is an asshole. Um, Linda Blair is the goat. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was all men. Yeah, during one time period. Um, go to the wiki. Go to the wiki. The Wikipedia. Oh, 1990s to 2010s. Mm. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. But similar, similar, you know, targets. So yeah, and also, um, if anybody wants to know more about this or other cursed films, there is a uh, series on Shutter called Ooh, Cursed Films, nice. and I actually downloaded Shutter and I I made an account on Shutter, so I have oh, that nice. now um, to watch the episode on this, and they also oh, cool. do one about the Omen in really? their first season. Yeah. Oh my fucking oh, god, dude! Perfect timing. Rock. What? All right, sorry guys. We'll be right back. <laughs> so that's oh, that on that. Alrighty. Okay, you guys. I'm that's... so excited to tell you my story. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm, I'm just late. gonna jump right into it the way that I always do. Let's fucking go. On Saturday, August 30th, 1997, Princess Diana <gasps> arrived. Because <laughs> y'all voted, and it was a tie between Roanoke and Princess Diana, so I had to follow Bitch, up. Oh my I had to follow up with Princess Diana. How did I... This is so left field for me. I know, right? I never would have thought, <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited. So, um, on that day, August 30th, Princess Diana arrived at... I'm gonna but- butcher all of these French words right now, you guys. I'm so sorry. I will. I will do my best French Les... translation. Bourget Airport. Bourget. Les Bourget. Le- Les Bourget. Yeah. Yeah. Airport in Paris mm-hmm. with Egyptian film producer Dodi Fayed. Dodi. Dodi. Sorry. But I did. I did look up his last name, and it's Fayed. Fayed. Okay, yeah. Yes, um, who was the son of businessman Mohammed Al Fayed? And they had actually stopped there on their way to London, having spent the nine previous days together on his yacht oh. on the French and Italian Riviera. God, I want to say I went to I the know. Riviera. I know, right? Old. So they had intended to stay uh, in Paris for the night. Um, Mohammed was the owner of the Hotel Ritz Paris and resided in an apartment kind of like a short distance away from the hotel. I know. I know. Uh, the Hotel the, Ritz. Uh, I know. The, the, can you, the can owner you... of the Hotel Ritz. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine um, that kind of money, bitch? Oh, wow. I wish. Um, so Henry Paul, who was deputy, deputy head of security at the Ritz, mm-hmm. had been instructed to drive the hired black 1994 armored Mercedes-Benz S280 sedan in order to elude the paparazzi, right? Mm-hmm. Because this decoy vehicle was going to leave and then Princess Diana and um, Dodie mm-hmm. were going to leave together from the rear entrance. So they were leaving the front oh, entrance gotcha, and they're gotcha. going to leave okay. the back entrance. They did this to avoid the nearly 30 photographers waiting in front of the hotel. Um, and God, can you imagine that kind of lifestyle? God. Like not so being able scary. to leave your fucking house so, in fear even, of people just even, invading your privacy. You can't even walk like safely or comfortably because no. there's flashbulbs everywhere. There's everywhere. people stepping all over you. Like, And this too. is what? The 90s? Bro. Yeah. Paparazzi were brutal back then. They didn't give a fuck, they didn't give a man. Fuck. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, so in this car, Diana and Fayed were the rear passengers. Mm-hmm. Trevor Reese Jones, who was a member of the Fayed family's personal protection team, mm-hmm. was in the right front passenger seat. Mm-hmm. And then Henry 
Paul is mm-hmm. the um, driver. Yeah. So uh, none of the occupants were known to be wearing seatbelts. <sighs> At nearly 1223 a.m., Paul lost control of the car at the entrance to the Pont de Alma, de, de Leoma, de Leoma. Pont de, la, de Alma. De, de Alma. De Alma. De Alma. Guys, Pont de Alma. Yeah. Underpass. Mm-hmm. Underpass. So, underpass. <laughs> British accent. <laughs> <laughs> so they lost control of the front of the car at this entrance of mm-hmm. the underpass. Mm-hmm. Um, the car reportedly struck a passing white Fiat. Uh, swerved to the left of the two-car lane and collided head-on with the 13th pillar that supported the roof of this underpass. Ooh, yeah. 13th pillar? The 13th pillar. That's Isn't that kind of spooky? That was the first thing I yeah. thought was um, The car was estimated to be traveling at a speed of 105 kilometers per hour, which is 65 miles per hour, uh-huh. um, which is more than twice the legal limit, which was 30 miles per hour. Oh, or fuck. 30 kilometers per Damn. hour. Okay. Um, it's then spun, hit the stone wall of the tunnel backwards, and finally came to a stop. So it was like hit, spun, the end hit, and then, and stopped. then stopped. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, witnesses also reported that photographers on motorcycles were swarming the Mercedes sedan before it even entered the tunnel. Fuck. Yeah. So that's so scary, fun. Dude. Can you imagine? And like, oh, and like a tunnel. To, yeah, to the a noise. tunnel. No, the, the noise. noise the, the fact the that nobody's going to be able to get in because it's all going to be fucked up. And like, there's no room for you to move for like emergency vehicles yeah. to get in. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's so scary. Yeah. Claustrophobic, dude. Right? Ugh. Alrighty, Rue. Alrighty, Rue. Alrighty, Rue. So. Reese Jones, who was in the right passenger seat, mm-hmm. uh, sustained multiple serious facial injuries and a head contusion, but he was still conscious. Oh, shit. Um, the front airbags had thankfully normal, or thankfully functioned normally. Um, however, Di- Diana was sitting in the right rear passenger seat and was critically injured, but still conscious as well. Oh, fuck. The car mostly affected the right hand side of her body, indicating that she was kind of sitting sideways in her seat at the time of the crash. Oh, like facing. Like, mm-hmm. like kind, yeah, kind of in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, her ribs and arm were fractured, and her right collarbone was dislocated, and she suffered from swelling and bruising to the brain. Oh fuck! She probably just like slammed her head into mm-hmm. the the window. Oh, um, she was reported to have murmured repeatedly, "Oh my god." And after the photographers and other helpers were pushed away by the police, she said, leave me alone. Yeah. That is so sad. I didn't know that. I know. Oh, fuck. So in June 2007, the Channel 4 documentary, Diana, the Witnesses in the Tunnel, claimed that the first person to touch Diana was an off-duty physician named Frederick Mayes, Mm -hmm. um, who had chanced upon the scene. Maez reported that Diana had no visible injuries, but was in severe shock. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was reported to have been extremely disturbed and removed an intravenous drip while shouting incoherently. Like when the actual like <gasps> oh, EMR like when... people came. Oh, yeah. Shit. Or I don't know if they're called AMR here. Or I mean, in oh, the UK. No, yeah. Who cares? The paramedics. Paramedics. Exactly. Um, so after being sedated and removed from the car at 1 a.m., she went into cardiac arrest and her heart started beating again. Um, following external cardiopulmonary resuscitation. Mm-hmm. So, just a question. Yes. Um, 
Diana was moved to the ambulance at 118, left the scene at 141, and arrived at the hospital at 2.06 a.m. Fayed was in the left rear passenger seat and was pronounced dead at the scene. Oh, fuck. Paul was also pronounced dead at the scene um, when they were, like, removing him from the wreckage. And both were taken directly to the Institut Medical Legal, the Paris mortuary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul was later found to have blood, a blood alcohol level of 1.75. <gasps> Holy shit. Oh my god. About three times. Three fucking times the legal limit in France. Holy shit, that's high. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Can you believe that, dude? Oh my god, dude. Fuck. And he was, like, a part of their personal security. Like, the, the Ritz security. What the fuck? Make that make sense. Make that make sense. Oh, yeah. Geez. Um, unfortunately, Diana's ex- uh, injuries were extensive and resuscitation attempts were unsuccessful, including an internal cardiac massage. So they literally had to break open <gasps> her ribs. Her yeah. Oh. My brother had to do that one time. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. When he was working God. on the ambulance. Yep. <gasps> um, Paul was also pronounced dead at the scene of removal from the wreckage. Both were taken directly to. Oh, wait. Wait. Ah, ah! I did that thing. Oh, no. I've never done that before on the show, though. Okay. Nice. Yeah, cool. Um, so her heart had been displaced to the right side of her chest, which tore the upper left pulmonary vein and the pericardium. Oh, fuck. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a big... She died at the hospital at 3 a.m. Yeah. So. Fucking awful, honestly. Like, truly, truly just, impact like, my, felt around the world. My legs just got, like chills like oh like so, i so like so death sweet. is so sad to think about like we nobody well okay no some people deserve to die yeah. but um <laughs> like but like thinking of Princess the person Diana didn't and deserve the context, to die. like oh that's so she but like she had been such a like true kind, like true like a visionary yeah like, like of the royal family person yeah and not even just like royal family but just like socially and no no truly like, but like to, all over the world to get that kind of person from such a stagnant monarchy yeah. like mm-hmm. the royal such family a, such an old like um yeah like not like progressive organization mm-hmm. like, yeah that's, no that's really it's like up. once in a lifetime and that's really sad like she had finally kind of found her way out of that like horrible mm-hmm. horrible yeah she, was, she hated every minute yeah of it. she did so like to you know she'd almost gotten to like where she like wanted to be was, like, happy, she was happy she was dating carefree, like fuck dude that's yeah. so sad and like the violence like even if she wasn't injured externally like the force that it takes to move your heart from like well, like one side one to the side other to, the to other, rip through like, your left pulmonary vein your and the pericardium full, oh. God, like the that, the impact. I mean, he was going double the speed limit in a fucking, fucking tunnel. Three times the alcohol level, yeah. blood alcohol level. Jesus Christ, bro. So obviously, for some people, what happened that night wasn't simply a tragic accident. Instead, it was the result of some kind of conspiracy conducted streak- secretly by agents of the Bridge Estate or something else. <gasps> right. So um, let's get into it, shall ah, we? Lego! Oh my God, this hand sanitizer smells so good. What is it? What's sad? Uh, it's gonna be sense. like some random fucking like coconut sandalwood. Oh, some okay. random assortment of words. Yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah, I'm like going it. to the candle aisle in TJ Maxx and just sniffing just... candles. Yeah, yeah a symphony of sense. A symphony of sense. <laughs> I love that. that was beautiful of me. A symphony of, a symphony of sense. Okay. Hi guys, we just got Thai food. We're back. Sorry, long break. Long break. We're hungry. Anyway. And I was a little too high, and I knew I was going to start stuttering over words. Oh, oh no. What did oh, you say? What did you yeah. say? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
wow, it really do come from your own people. <laughs> Nini's dating an ex-Mormon guy. Oh so I had to roast her for it. Me and my mother had to roast her for it. <laughs> but now your mother's on my side and she's like, why can't you find Bailey one of those nice boys? <laughs> well, hopefully I found one. But Fingers crossed. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, All right, time for theories. So getting back into the theories. theories. So theorists have alleged that the driver of the Mercedes-Benz, Henry Paul, was in basically the palm of National Security Service. Um, though different versions of the allegation name the country of a security service alternatively as Britain, France, or the United States. So oh, like interesting. Yeah. Um, evidence purported to support this arises mainly from money in his possession at the time of his death and his personal wealth. So maybe like banks like to certain okay interesting foreign entities yes exactly um those allegations are covered in chapter four of the operation pageant which is like the operation that the british government i think created kind of like a a warren report on the jfk assassination like this was their own incident yeah for uh, princess diana's death Uh so in chapter four of operation pageant criminal investigation report um, Mohammed Al Fayed, the father mm-hmm. of Dodi, claims that Henry Paul was working for MI6. <gasps> yeah, and that they basically set him up. Oh, yeah, so fuck. that he was he was so the it was person. like a suicide mission, mm-hmm. basically. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God. However, oh, the inquiry found no evidence Henry Paul was an agent for any security service. Um, but Richard Tomlinson, which I kind of like that last name. Tomlinson. Tomlinson. It reminds me of um, Louis Tomlinson yeah, Louis from Tomlinson. <laughs> One Direction. Hi, Louis. I'm sure you're Hi, listening. Hi, Louis. I'm we sure got you're Kathy Bates. We got Demi Lovato and Louis Tomlinson. Absolutely. Um, All <laughs> um, So he... Uh, former MI6 officer was dismissed from the intelligence services and later served five months in prison for breaching the official secrets act of 1989. Um, So in a claim in a sworn statement, he claims to the French inquiry. So this is like their own investigation Uh in May, 1999 that Britain's MI6 had been involved in the crash, suggesting that the security service had documentation, which would assist judge Stefan in his inquiry. So like, He's like, oh. we got the shit, like yeah, truly. No, like, there is we have, we have like the hard, the hard hitting. We facts. have beats, babes. Um, the previous August, he had been reported by the BBC to have claimed that Paul was working for the security services and that one of Diana's bodyguards, either Trevor Reese Jones, the other guy in the car, mm-hmm. um, or Kess Wingfield, which sounds like a fucking backwards name. Yeah, it's Kess <laughs> Wingfield. Like you mean West Kingfield? Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh my god. So he has claimed to um, that either of those were contacts for British intelligence and Tomlinson and Jed. Oh. Oh. (laughs) You guys, I'm not even high. I'm just stupid. Tomlinson alleged that MI6 was monitoring Diana before her death and had told Mohammed Al Fayed that Paul was an MI6 agent and that her death mirrored plans that he saw in 1992 for the assassination of then president Serbian Slobodan Milosevic mm-hmm. using a strobe light to blind the chauffeur. Oh, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So he was like, "Oh, like I have all this evidence and it suggests that this is like basically what they used to create the car crash." Oh. Yeah. Um, however, oh, unfortunately, shit. on February 13th, 2008, Tomlinson told the inquest that he may have misremembered and that he had actually no evidence that Paul was an MI6 agent, 
But he had said in the previous day's court session that Paul was supplying MI6 with information. So constantly contradicting himself. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, nice. He... He conceded that after the interval of 16 or 17 years, he could not specifically remember whether the document he had seen during 1992 had in fact proposed the use of strobe light to cause a, a traffic crash as means of assassinating the then Serbian, uh, Serbian uh, what was his name, Slobodan, mm -hmm. um, although use of lights for this purpose had been covered in MI6 training. Oh. So he didn't make it up. Yeah. yeah. It's based in fact. Yeah. It's based in fact. Um, so the Operation Paget inquiry was given basically like unprecedented access to the offices of both MI5 and MI6 mm. um, to investigate these claims. Mm -hmm. So at least they've truly like tried to find evidence mm -hmm. or so they say. Mm -hmm. um, it was later revealed that the mentioned memo was a proposal written in March 1993 to assassinate another Serbian figure if he gained power, not not uh, Slobodan, the mm -hmm. guy that we had talked about. Mm -hmm. uh, furthermore, the plan did not involve anything about using flashlights. Oh. So maybe like he had heard things and kind and of, kind of formulated, pieced it together. Yeah, yeah formulated memory. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so yes. getting back into it, yes. the inquiry basically concluded by dismissing Tomlinson's claims as nothing but an embellishment. Mm. Um, it went on to comment that this embellishment was largely responsible for giving rise to the theories that Diana was murdered. Mm -hmm. um, Tomlinson was arrested by French authorities in July 2006 as part of their inquiry into the death of Princess Diana. Oh, yeah. shit. So, going on to one of the next main motives, mm -hmm. which has been advanced for, you know, alleged murder, um, includes suggestions Diana was pregnant with Dodie's baby. Yes, I have yeah. heard that before. And that the couple were about to get engaged. Um, but the alleged dislike of the idea of a non-Christian within the British royal family meant such a relationship between the mother of the future king and an Egyptian Muslim would not be tolerated. Gotcha. Of course. Um, in Mohammed Al-Fayed's view, which he repeated in court at the inquest in February 2008, mm -hmm. Prince Philip, Prince Charles, uh, Prince Philip and Prince Charles, Diana's sister, uh, Lady Sarah, and her last name is so hard to fucking say, McCorkwadale? McCorkwadale, yeah, what the <laughs> fuck? I was like, it's a K, right? No, it's a no, Q. No, it's, it's a, a Q. Q. Oh, right, it's right a fucking on. Q, McCorkwadale. McCorkwadale, um, And numerous others were all involved in a plot to kill the princess and her son. Her baby. Her baby. Um, Jeffrey Steinberg of the Executive Intelligence Review, a publication of the American Linden LaRouche movement, has also put forward theories that the Princess of Wales was murdered by the security services under the instructions of Prince Philip. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, Mohammed made the assertion in television interviews that the couple were going to announce their engagement on the Monday after the crash, September 1st, 1997. And that inquiry, the Operation Paget, commented that an announcement of such magnitude from the Princess of Wales would basically have to have had, like, a substantial media event. Like, she's a Princess of Wales. Like, she has to announce this. Mm -hmm. And that, like, it would have required significant preparation and, like, no such thing was happening. Mm -hmm. And nobody scenes. had heard anything. Nobody had heard it. anything, no. Um, and her sister, uh, Diana's eldest sister, Lady Sarah Mc Corkadil, mm -hmm. um, testified in a phone conversation with Diana on Friday, uh, August 29th. Diana spoke about Dodie in a manner that gave her, the, her sister, the impression that the relationship was on quote, stony grounds. Oh yeah. So, Oh, interesting. Right. I didn't know that part. Um, statements from other friends and confidants that Diana spoke to 
in the week before her death, including her butler, Paul Burrell, her friend, Lady Annabelle Goldsmith, and her spiritual advisor, Rita Rogers, were unanimous that she was firm about not wanting to get engaged or married to anyone in that point of her life, which, like, I don't blame her. Yeah, yeah Especially after, like, being in the royal family. Like, the you trauma only... of the marriage and the trauma the of the The social divorce. contract that is marriage that is thrust upon you as yeah. a woman. Yeah, and, it, like, elevated so when you're a royal. No, Jesus. listen to this. So a week before she died, the princess had told Goldsmith, her friend, quote, I need marriage like a rash on my face. Damn. I was like, okay, cunty queen. That's cunty as fuck. Princess Diana, cunty queen Princess of forever, babe. Oh, oh my god. Man. I eat. I love it. I know, right? Um, John McNamara, a former senior detective. <laughs> I sounded like, um, what's that one cartoon character? Yeah! A former senior detective at Scotland Yard headed Al-Fayed's own investigation for five years from 1997 and cross-examined at the inquest on February 14th. Hello, Valentine's Day. He conceded that he found no evidence of a criminal conspiracy to kill the princess or that she was engaged slash pregnant at the time of her death, apart from the claims that Mohammed Al-Fayed had made to him. So, like, basically, this man is, like, creating all these conspiracies because, like, he's trying to avenge his son's death, which is completely understandable. Like, you lost your son. Mm -hmm. But, like... You don't have to make. Up, you don't have to make things up about yeah. the person involved. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so the last theory is about um, basically like the time it took to get her to the hospital. People mm. say it was delayed. Oh. So the first call to emergency services switchboard was logged at twelve twenty six a.m. because the crash happened at twelve twenty three. If you remember, mm-hmm. um, the SAMU SAMU ambulance carrying the princess arrived at the hospital at two o six a.m. She? Two hours later. Jesus, like, how literally, far was the goddamn hospital? Not far. <gasps> the French system of emergency care adhered to the, quote, stay and play mantra, which meant that the patient needed to be stabilized first at a fully equipped medical ambulance before being directed to a specialized hospital that could treat his or her injuries. Right? No matter how far away it was. Mm. Nevertheless, this length of time has prompted much conspiracy-related comments. Because why would yeah. it take you two hours? Like, if you're doing the external, like, compressions and it's not working, why wouldn't you make the decision to move to... To leave. To a go. more equipped place. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. That's weird. So, um, there's, like, a kind of, like, a list of the events that happened in chronological order. Basically, um, the time it took from, like, the crash to happen, emergency services to arrive... Um, fire services to remove Diana from the damaged car and the actual journey time from the crash site to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, it basically has like a, a list of what happened mm-hmm. and it makes sense like why it took so long. Mm. Um, Diana wasn't removed from the car until 1 a.m. Fuck. Yeah. So like when you think about it in like, you know, objective terms, you're like, oh my God, two hours, that's so long. But you don't think about like the actual... You know factors that play into a car accident because you can't just rip someone from the car if you. She was conscious, yeah. You know, so they had mm-hmm. to like try to pry her from that shit. You know, mm-hmm. so, so, um, that's that on that. Holy shit! I. What do you think? I'll, and then I'll tell you. <sighs> I don't know. I, I hate don't know to, I hate to think that there's like you know, somebody that really, truly wanted to harm her. Cause like we said earlier, like she was such a 
bright light yeah, she in really such was. like a darkening world that like it's really sad to think about. But isn't know. that how it always happens? Something, some, some part of me still says like, no, there's there was something else. There's just too many that. like weird coincidences surrounding her death that make it seem like a conspiracy to me. Yes, you know, it's definitely one of those situations yeah. where, and there's been so much conjecture and there's been so much talk from the literally the moment it happened up until now that it's, yeah, it's, it's like John Benet Ramsey's yeah. death. It's never going to be solved. No, Mm-mm. no, not in our lifetime, no, at not least. In our so. Lifetime. That was a good story, dude. Thank you. I was, I'm, I'm really, you really got me. You really hooked Yay! me. I'm so glad. All right, cool guys. Make sure to go see Talk to Me, please. Go, yeah. Barbie and Oppenheimer. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, I still haven't seen Barbie. No spoilers, please. No I haven't spoilers. seen Oppenheimer. No spoilers, please. Even though it's a fucking. It's been like, like two weeks since I came out. No, it's not been two weeks. It's like a fucking like known like event. I'm like, yeah, yeah like the no spoilers. Spoiler. I don't want to know what happens no in the end of Oppenheimer. <laughs> Do they drop the bomb? Do they not? I don't I know. I know I'm gonna see uh, Florence Pugh's tits. I'm super stoked. It's it, it's very exciting. Oh, it was nice. a highlight of my day. Really? It fed me more than any Dole Whip could have. <laughs> any Dole Whip or large popcorn? Yeah, or large popcorn oh, could man. have. So yeah, that was really. That's so fucking funny. It was really bad. It was really bad. Cool. Um, thank you for joining us. On the Grassy Knoll. Please. Follow us on Instagram. On the Grassy Knoll. Follow us on Twitter, because we're still on Twitter. OAGK Podcast. Follow us on... TikTok. TikTok. On the Grassy Knoll. And send us an email. Please. Uh, R-E-D-U-X, at gmail.com. And keep uh, engaging with our, our little polls at the end of the yeah, episode. Yeah, the Q&As really, and the polls. It's really exciting when we do... Get him to get the polls. Who are we fucking polls. Hillary Clinton? Oh my god. <laughs> we're gonna come out with little flags that have our logo on them. And we're gonna be oh. waving them. Oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, please follow us wherever you listen to podcasts as well. That would be really cool of you guys. Um, yeah. yeah. We love that's you. That's really all I got. Love you. Mean it. <laughs>